0: Leave
1: out all these athletes actually. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, is not one part yeah. of the strategy. Go development. It's we develop a wealth of intelligence. Unless you selfishly embellish all honor the championships, basking it
0: in. Let's study in the conferences, twelve and big, twelve in the ten. SEC, ICC, we win, we win. win, win. It just kind of fades from there.
1: That's good. Commended this book called Magical Unicorn Society. I think it was a house outhouse or whatever. I don't remember one of some one of those guys did. And I read like 20, 30 minutes of it to her each night. And we got to the end where you can join the society and she's seven. And she's just like, dad, we've got to join. I want to go to China and look for unicorns. I'm going to miss a lot of school. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm trying to get her to sleep. Cause I know I got to record and I don't want to be up till like 1130 recording. Yeah. And, and she's just like, but, and then we could do this and this, dad, you, you got to make sure, dad, could we please join tomorrow? And I'm like, Oh Lord. And then she like went from that to the science of farting dad. Why do we fart? How, how, how does it, what does it make? How does, does it make sense? Why we do it? And I tried to explain it, you know, like, well then what, why does it smell so bad? And I was like, Oh my God, please go to sleep child. Yep. Like, like, please. Like she just, I love our nights when it's just her and I, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, time for bed. Yep. Please. Chiefs and Ravens are playing, honey.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, I was the same way with ours, just almost there, almost there, almost there, and then, you know, my wife's watching NCIS, and she stares at the TV, and there's a cadaver and with bullet holes, and she's like, now the questions start. What happened? Is he dead? Is he in heaven? How did he get there? Is his dog there? I'm like, oh my god, she's catching a wind. Hurry up, put it down. Oh, I
1: love it. They're so great, though. They're the innocence of kids, and my wife is already dreading the, the day where I have to tell her that unicorns aren't real because I've read this whole entire book to her about all these different unicorns and and now she's hell bent on you know them being real. Yep. And I think I might have probably hurt her in the long run, but it's fun for now, I guess. So yeah, so anyways, we are here tonight to talk about football, not unicorn societies and not NZIS cadavers, but this is the Debbie Owner's Manual, and this is episode 3.7. Although I'm about to scrap these numbers because I don't like the 3.7. I might just do episode. I don't care, whatever. I, I'm not big on numbering and all that stuff anyways. But uh, we are your source of knowledge or one of your sources of knowledge for Campus to Canton type. We'll talk a little bit a little bit of college, a lot of college more or less, and a little bit of NFL too. And tonight I have a special guest. This is my buddy CJ, CJ Lang. You might know him from Twitter at Clever, Lang, Clever underscore Lang 83 as they say on
0: radio, a uh, longtime listener, first time caller.
1: <laughs> I know. I love it. I, I feel like I've been interacting with you forever and I, I like getting people on that don't, you know, that aren't on podcasts every 10 minutes, you know, get some different perspective on things. So like what exactly, how long have you been playing Debbie and college fantasy?
0: So uh, I think it was about 2016 when I First started my uh, my Dynasty Leagues, you know, before I was just doing like the typical office pool Yahoo Free League or maybe like throw a $50 thing, I'll redraft. But uh, when I found out about Dynasty Leagues, uh, it was like a, a shot to the arm. I just got hooked. Uh, and then I think right now I'm in about 10 different Dynasty Leagues uh, plus a Campus to Canton League, my first one that I just started and three best balls. So uh, I definitely caught it.
1: Nah, that's not caught it yet. Come on. You don't want to hear my numbers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I always say I dialed back and this year I did dial back. I dialed back to 42, I think. Um, really? But like, but like eight or 10 of those are best, are like best ball eliminator type. So I dialed back to a, about 30. So, and yeah, it's been okay. A little tricky this year with all these injuries and stuff. Um, but yeah. you know, Everybody's like, Oh, I got an 0-3 team. Well, heck I got a couple of those. I must have a couple three 3-0s too. So I, I like to diversify my portfolio. We'll call it that, and yeah. um, not tell my wife how much I'm spending. But anyways,
0: <laughs> so where do you yeah. have to start setting your lineups like Saturday night to get through all 42?
1: Nope. I usually um, Thursday morning I'll set them all. Uh, I'll do a real quick, you know, glance through Thursday night's game to make sure I don't miss. I don't miss. Don't have any inactives in there. And then Sunday morning I'll I'll do another sweep just to make sure I don't have inactives basically, and just kind of look at the lineup. So. Usually takes I don't know half an hour each time. Not too bad. I mean, it's it's definitely a task, but some of them are so deep that I there's really nothing I can do in them. Yeah, I have one one that has a hundred man rosters. I mean, you're starting just the craziest people. And then Pete and I's Heisman to Hallis. That one is so deep too. I'm starting just the randomest guys, anyways. That I, I don't even care if they're injured half the time, just because it's you know it's just. the the options that I have are so, are so thin anyways. So Mm -hmm. looks like my, if Lamar doesn't wake up, my Scott fish bowl team is going to be zero and three. So, but if, but it's one of those situations where Lamar continues to not have a good game, I'll lose my Scott fish bowl, but then I'll win in my home league, which is kind of more fun, but I, I don't want to start the Scott fish bowl and three either. It's, but my first two weeks were just like bad break losses and stuff. So you're in that, aren't you? Or
0: I am. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a three-time reject. So finally, uh, Tim Keller uh, from DHH, DHH underscore Tim, basically uh, asked me to co-own with him and uh, we were undefeated. And then this week, uh, you know, obviously I think everybody knows from Twitter, the unfortunate news about uh, James, the brain. Uh, we're actually playing him this week and uh, we were up, Uh, I think by 10 points and he had Patrick going and we were done. So it should be a solid victory for him. Uh, Very, very sad news. Uh, You know, it hit a lot of people hard.
1: Yeah. It still doesn't even, even feel real. I mean, you know, I took over one of his orphans too. And, you know, I'm really hoping I win just so I can donate it to his wife, you know, like just, you know, anyways, we talked about that a little bit last week. I don't want to you know dwell too much on it. Just, just crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. Yep. All right, we're going to get into, because we just got a little bit of news. There wasn't a whole lot I wanted to talk about news-wise. We'll talk about the games mostly. Big news last week was the return of Rondale Moore, which is just a huge, huge jolt for the Big Ten. A great chance for him to ra- to rise his draft stock as well. I think that r- that freshman year was so amazing and a lot to go off of, but not seeing him play for two full, um, almost two full years would have probably dropped him I want to say probably still early in day two, but maybe even farther down in day two. I mean, he's got that talent and it's shown, but to not play for that long. So I think just getting out of the field will drastically help his draft stock and shouldn't, as long as he does well, get him right back up into the first round consideration.
0: I think he's set himself apart, you know, of those t- the first tier wide receivers, you know, with the Rashad Bateman, Jamar Chase, for the, the speed that he has uh, and what he can do out of the slot. You know, it reminds me a lot of, you know, what Jalen Rager did, except, you know, Jan Rager didn't have a quarterback last year at TCU. But, uh, you know, I, I think I see him. I mean, he can just do whatever you want him to do. You know, if he can line up in the backfield, he can do the slot. He could, you know, have that like Nicole Harbin and just line up outside and just do fly routes all day. I mean, the the, the sky is the limit for him.
1: Oh, it is, man. He's a, he's a smaller guy, but he's an incredibly, incredibly powerful and yeah. just uh, – just a ton of fun to watch. So if he stays healthy, I think that's the biggest issue. You know, he'll put up the numbers and Purdue will feature them, him. And it's just, a, it's huge. It's just, just some great, great, great news. All right. So I was going to go through the scores of week three, but I'm not going to bore you guys with just a bunch of scores. So we're just going to go through the guys that like that we thought were the top performers or guys that, you know, may have disappointed a little bit. Um, Pete had to bow at the last minute, but he did put his three guys in that he wanted to talk about this week. But we'll, we'll lead off with you, CJ. Who was your first guy you wanted to talk about? Your first uh, guy you were either impressed with or or didn't really love a lot.
0: Yeah, I think my first guy, Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State. You know, they had that surprising upset to the Raging Cajuns week one. But Brees is, is a very talented sophomore. You know, he's been averaging 128 and a half yards per game. Um, he had 154 yards this week uh, and three touchdowns Uh, he can catch two really good he's quite shifty uh, and I think he he does project as as a decent um, running back in the NFL
1: right now he's my number he's my RB1 in the 2020, 2020 2022 eligible class I just I love the power speed combination you know his vision seems to be just really really good and he he carried that team. I mean, they they should have lost again this last weekend with the way Brock Purdy was playing. So I was, I was really impressed with him. He just put the team on his back and just, you know, three touchdowns, like he said, 155 yards on only 18 carries. And he, he hasn't really caught the ball much this year, but it's, it's there. I mean, he had, I think 26 receptions last year, if I remember right.
0: And I think that's one of those things where, you know, a lot of people were happy about Jonathan Taylor last year because up until his senior season, he wasn't uh, a really great pass catching back I I guess you'd say Uh, and after he had all those catches last year and all those long runs I I think that solidified his slot for a lot of people Um, but Brees has never had that issue Um, you know so uh, I think moving forward I think he'll he'll definitely be somebody that you need to grab up if he's not if he's still available in in a lot of your debut leagues
1: right and he may may still be affordable too so yeah I kind of like that so um, let's see here. Next uh, go with Pete's first guy, a guy who had just a monstrous, monstrous game. KJ Costello, the junior quarterback for Mississippi State, threw for 632 yards in their upset of LSU. I call it an upset because I, basically, I said last week I thought they were going to beat them. Um, I just didn't think that LSU could hang with the offense that Mississippi State was going to bring to the field. He he did throw 60 pass attempts. He had five touchdowns and two interceptions. He's got a just an incredible arm. He he tries the uh, the patches He's he kind of throws like Patrick Mahomes. He's got that arm. They make he throws some crazy angles. Not afraid to throw the ball, but it's also kind of a downside to him too. He tries he takes way too many chances. But he's gonna be just he has a chance to make a an a meteoric rise this, this year in that offense. So. I was glad Pete brought him up because he's, he's a guy that I don't know if he'll translate to the NFL. I think some guy, some team will take a chance on him, especially if he keeps throwing up these types of numbers. Um, LSU is missing their top cornerback and, you know, not quite the defense they had last year. But that's still a pretty solid defense to, to allow that many yards so I don't know did you get a chance to watch that game and see KJ or yeah I I
0: caught uh, some of it you know the first SEC quarterback I think to ever break 600 yards plus he broke Dak Prescott's uh, record of 508 yards for Mississippi State Uh, you know tossing five touchdowns I mean he looked uh, he looked really good Um, you know watching a Mike Leach coach team is almost like watching Bobby Knight coach you know he's just part of the entertainment package as well. But you know, Costello, you know, the transfer from Stanford, he's uh, he looked really good. You know, I think the talent obviously is a lot better in the sec, but uh, we'll see. I mean, there's, he's got a lot of tough games ahead of him as well. And I thought this about Jacob Eason as well, where he kind of has the arm uh, that he, he thinks is too good already. He feels like he can fit in those tight spots Throws off his back foot a little bit, which is you know that Brett Favre type thing where he'll put up those yardage, but you know the turnovers could come too. So um, we'll see how he goes this year. Uh, It'll be interesting, and it's great to have another team coming out of the West, other than you know LSU and Alabama.
1: That's a that's a really good point. I I like that because that's that's it. Yeah, he just thinks he can make every throw, and he made a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) thirty six. He only well he did complete thirty six of sixty, so that's just a little over fifty percent. That's not not amazing, but they won the game so and they're I said he may uh, I wrote today for DLF that he may not translate to the NFL but I'm sure it's all gonna be watching every game he plays because it's just a lot of fun to watch it's just kind of crazy so let me see my first guy that I wanted to talk about was Kyle Pitts and he got my debut performance of the week man he just was an absolute monster he caught eight balls for 170 yards four of them were touchdowns including like a crazy long one and I mean I just he's the tight end one and he's just I I still saw somebody today have Brevin Jordan ahead of him. And I just don't see it, man. I mean, Pitts is just a monster. 6'6", 240, Ken Block. But that's not where you're going to pay him, man. He, he's he got the chance to be right up there with Kittle, Kelsey, you know, being a top three tight end in the NFL. So I think he's going to get there quickly. And I, I actually wrote that I wouldn't even be surprised if he was the first pass catcher off the board just because of the difference he makes at that position. I don't think he's better than Jamar Chase. So I'm not going to say that. But just the difference he can make from the tight end position is is just incredible. So I I love the kids' game and I'm just I'm excited for Florida and that whole offense. But he, he's he's the main reason they're so exciting. So I don't know if you got anything on Pitts or
0: Yeah, I mean you you pretty much nailed it on the head. I mean, yeah, you know, you think about the the big tight ends, the Brevin Jordans, the the Friarmouth, you know, I, I think Pitts just solidified himself as that one. And uh, you know, the tight ends these days, they're just as fast as wide receivers. Um, you know, you're you're not really asking them to block all that much. Maybe a little chip off the line. I mean, this guy is is going to be a monster. Um, so, I think he had, uh, you know, 50 catches last year.
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, he,
0: 50 something. Yeah. Yeah. He's already got, uh, like you said, eight this year. So, um, I, I think he's he's definitely going to be a, a huge red zone target as well. So, you could be looking at uh, a lot of those inflated numbers, uh, which is exactly what some of these teams are. We've seen it in the NFL you know, these past three weeks you're on the goal line, you can't score, you know, uh, right. you need that guy, that that big tall guy who can just muscle his way in and, and score those touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it'd be neat to see him put up the type of, you know, the dominator rating that like a receiver does, you know, from the tight end position, which he easily could. All right, CJ, who's your second guy you wanted to highlight?
0: Oh man, this is a little bit of a sleeper. I don't know if a lot of people know about him or not, but sincere McCormick, uh, UTSA, running back, the Conference USA 3-0 and team. Uh, you know, they had a win over Middle Tennessee State this week. Uh, you know, McCormick is another one of those guys, a uh, great runner. He can catch. Uh, you know, the first week he had 197 rushing yards. Two weeks ago, 98 yards. He had 82 this weekend. Uh, so he's on pace for almost 1,500 yards as a sophomore. He's got three touchdowns as well, plus eight receptions. You know, he's a guy almost like Chubba, I think, a little bit, where he's got speed, he can catch, and he's, he's not huge. You know, he's not like a DeAndre Swift or anything like that, but he's, he's got wheels. You know, he's like a Darrington Evan type. You know, he's getting a little bit of exposure now too. So uh, he's had the, the ball in his hands. Uh, he started, you know, last year, um, and it looks like he's carrying it right over into this year.
1: Yeah, he's a guy that I haven't watched a whole lot of yet.
0: See, so yeah, I dropped this this Conference USA guy on you.
1: You're completely lost. He's, like, in my list of ones to watch. Yeah, I like it, man. That's, that's a guy who haven't, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to yet. I've got him in the, like, the looks like I have him in about the 15 range for the 2022 class, but I haven't got a chance to watch a whole lot of him. So I like the name, and, you know, he's getting a little buzz as a guy who can do some damage and, and be one of those small school guys that comes up. So I like that a lot, man. Good call. Yep. And uh, Pete wanted to bring up Spencer Rattler. He was his second one. And Rattler obviously had a monstrous game, in the but Oklahoma lost. And I think that was the key to this game. Rattler did have uh, 300 and some odd change here. I find the numbers, obviously. 387 yards, four touchdowns, but the three interceptions were backbreakers. And it just kind of shoo- showed that he was, you know, he's human. I mean, he's my QB, two for that 2022 class behind Howell. But he's a guy that could easily, easily eclipse Howell. And we, we forget that it's his second game, but at times, you know, he's going to always throw the ball, but they, they should have decimated our, they should have just decimated that defense. You know, that Kansas state should not have given them that much trouble. Um, they could barely beat uh, Arkansas state did beat them in the, their opener. So, you know, we expected them to just destroy them. You know, to throw three interceptions was, was rough and, and they were not good throws. They were, they were bad, bad decisions. So, I'm not worried about it obviously but it showed that Spencer Rattler is actually human so that's good to see I guess (laughs) (laughs) at least (laughs) you'd like to see it against a a better defense so I don't know if you got anything on Rattler do you how do you have the 2022 class of quarterbacks where is he at
0: yeah you know I've actually got him over Howell you know and and I I caught Howell you know when he uh Decommitted from FSU, uh, wanted to see what kind of Mac Brown was doing there in North Carolina. And, you know, he's obviously putting up the numbers. Uh, De'Ami Brown is a, a monster wide receiver as well there. But, you know, Rattler, you know, I own Oklahoma in, in several of uh, my Devi leagues. Uh, so I, I'm familiar with him as well. Um, you know, he and Bo Nix uh, share the National Football Club Player of the Year, um, you know, their senior season. Uh, a lot of hype, obviously. With you know, look at the quarterbacks that Oklahoma has put out. You know, with Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, he's definitely in the right system. You know, the first week against Missouri State, you know, of course he played amazing because that team is is horrible. But you know, in that, like you said, in the in the Kansas State game, uh, you know, a lot of those mistakes led to missed opportunities. Uh, and uh, you know, I still think he's a Heisman hopeful. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley will definitely. Uh, this will be a huge learning lesson for the team, and I think he'll just be be just fine. No, don't put him uh, in his grave yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that there that nowadays we think we see three interceptions, and that's you know more than Fields and Lance had all last year. You know, so uh, that's crazy. Yep. You know, to to think that three could get him out of the Heisman running, <laughs> but it almost could so. All right, my second guy that I wanted to bring up was Kylan Hill. He had an an enormous game. He only had seven rushes for 34 yards, but he caught eight passes for 158 yards and a touchdown, and it's what I wanted to see from him. I have him as my number nine back for next year, but one of the biggest knocks I had on him was pass catching. You know, he's a versatile back. He runs good inside and outside. Um, He always fights for extra yards. He's got great speed and toughness i mean, not an elite athlete, but he's very good and he's a very well-rounded back. And I just wanted to see more of the pass catching and in comes Mike Leach. And I'm like, Oh yes. Cause I mean, he, f- they fed Max Borgie at Washington state. So I'm like, if Kylan can get those receptions, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. So I think he could easily get, you know, 15 to 20 touchdowns this year and just ball out receiving the ball. And Kylan Hill is a huge, Huge riser for me. Like I said, I have him at nine, but I could easily see him getting in the top five if he shows that he can still run like he has run in the past and then also add this receiving, this dynamic receiving ability. Gimme, give gimme give Kylan, baby. Gimme Kylan. Yeah.
0: I was nervous because uh, you know, like you, uh, you know, I've been watching him for a while. And when he left that LSU game, I was a little bit nervous, you know, and all my Debbie Taxi squads were too. But, uh, you know, he came back in and had that 75-yard touchdown. I'm like, good, baby. He's back, and and he's good. So, yeah, absolutely. I I think he could definitely rise. Initially, this was supposed to be, you know, 2020 was supposedly, you know, the year of the running back for the NFL. Uh, 21's setting up to be kind of that wide receiver one, and the, the name's coming out next year just bonkers. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But, you know, yeah, I definitely think uh, you know Kylan could definitely be be mixing it up there whenever uh, you know he's eligible.
1: All right, that long touchdown was just beautiful. Yep. It was like he, you know, he caught the ball like over his head. You know, showed the soft hands you want to see, tiptoed the sidelines, and just <sighs> gone.
0: Gone. Yep.
1: It, it was beautiful. So Pete's last guy that he had brought up was Zamir White, and um, Zamir had 13 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. Not exactly a monstrous game, but it's just good to see him get the lead back role in Georgia, that offense is, is, you know, kind of got a little bit of questions after losing Newman and then also not having, and not having Daniels in yet. So they have a little bit of uncertainty at quarterback still. So, but just seeing Zamir White, I want to see him do the things that we thought he was going to do as a five-star coming out, you know, the top back in that class. And I just want to see him get the ball and I want to see him be the, the lead Georgia back. For a you know full season, as much as we got, so it's good to see him take that first step, and he looked good, and he's a hard hard runner, and he was getting Adrian Adrian Peterson comps coming out of coming into college, so it gives you an idea of how how big and tough this kid runs. So it's just nice to finally see it, you know. Like he had a little bit of play last year, but I want to see a full season, you know, see him get the load.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was concerned about him coming back with the injury just, you know, from emotionally as well, because you just, on those big teams like that, uh, especially the SEC, I mean, if if you give up your depth position, you know, that, that spot on the depth chart, you know, there's no guarantee that you're coming back. So glad to see that he's established himself and that uh, he looks healthy. And, uh, you know, I think he just needs to k- take that chip on his shoulder and just take it to the house.
1: Right, right. Right, your last guy. I like this. This other guy. I don't have anything on CJ. I love it, man. You're bringing the heat. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised, uh, in Boston, you know, me and Doug Flutie and our 12 other BC fans finally got a guy, you know, a lot of people know, you know, Matty Ice and Luke Keekley uh, you know, AJ Dillon, one of the uh, other quad gods with Saquon hit a little bit of a hype train after some training camp pictures, but, uh, hasn't really done anything yet. Boston College. We have somebody else, uh, Hunter Long. He's a senior tight end. Uh, he had nine receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Week one, uh, I'm sorry, last last this week against uh, Texas State powerhouse Texas State, who Boston College defeated by the way. Uh, and then the first week against uh, Duke, uh, you know, uh, they had he had seven receptions, 93 yards and a touchdown. Now, no mistakes about it. He is not Jordan, Brevin Jordan. He's not firemouth. He is not Kyle Pitts. But he is going to be that guy, kind of like Tommy Sweeney was, uh, who just keeps making plays. He can run. He's tall. You know, he he's just going to be able to do it all. You know, he can block. Not really, you know, comparable. I'm, I'm not going to – it's horrible when you do comps to to these players because they're automatically going to think about it, you know. Kahali wearing when he came out, you know, that was the next version of Gronk. And, you know, I don't think he's played yet with all of his injuries. So, but he definitely has that body type. He has that big blocky Gronk body uh, where he can just go up, catch the ball. He's not going to outrun anybody. Definitely. If you're in a Debbie league, a deep one, hopefully uh, you need to check out Hunter Long, Boston college tight end.
1: Nice. Another name I have on my list that I have not got to watch much of, but I, I like Boston college this year. Like getting a, an actual quarterback finally is really nice with Phil Jurkovic there. And I have the, I have NC North Carolina on upset watch this week. Cause Boston college is one of those teams that they tend to always play tough no matter who they're playing, you know, even if they don't are in nowhere near as talented, you know, yeah. they just, especially at home, you know, that they just, they just, they're one of those teams that I think no one wants to see on their schedule because they're always, you know, they're always going to bring their best game. So
0: Yep. All right. And we're really spoiled in Boston anyway with our pro sports. So to finally have a college team, um, you know, I was so invested in them that, uh, you know, we started off the year a couple years ago, three and O uh, and you know, Florida state was kind of down, uh, you know, it was just starting to go down. So we possibly could have had a chance on the, the Atlantic division in the ACC and we got absolutely smoked by Purdue and I knew it was going to happen in the third quarter of the game. I got so angry. I emailed the, the athletic director martin jarman for bc and just went on a a, a rant just a huge tangent about how they never sell out you need to fire uh steve adazio you know it's just seven and six every year seven and six seven and six three and ten seven and six i mean at what point is mediocrity good enough for you uh and he, he actually emailed me back before the end of the game and said thanks for your support uh, so it was like a nice big fu to me, um, but uh, wow. you know they they finally got a new coach in there, Mark Halfley, uh, you know OSU guy. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what they do. I mean, you know, it, I, I'd be happy with the key Car Care Bowl, you know, San Diego County Credit Union <laughs> a Bowl, whatever, you know. Uh, uh, you know, just going bowling is fun, uh, you know, especially if your team's in it. You know, I, I'm, right. trust me, I, I know we're not. I might go on Twitter and say that we're getting the natty, but trust me, we're we're not. <laughs> Alabama is not scared of Boston College.
1: No, I doubt it. <laughs> uh, I like it. I was hoping they were going to get rid of some of those bowls this year, but I think they're. I heard they're going to still do a lot of them.
0: Oh, uh, we need to double down. We need to do mo- no. more.
1: No, no. There, you got the sponsors. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Debbie owners manual bowl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get 20 and eight teams we got it all right, there go. <laughs> all right. and my, my, the last guy I'm gonna bring up is uh, just just a name to kind of that wasn't on my radar going into this season but we've talked about Mississippi State enough so Osiris Mitchell is probably he looked like he's going to be the lead receiver for Costello and he caught seven passes for 138 yards a couple scores and he just seemed to always be there when he needed a big play. And then I dug a little bit deeper, watched a little bit of his older stuff. The kid's got really good hands and he makes a lot of those like circus types catches where he uses, he's six foot five and has a giant wingspan. He like plucks the ball in the middle of the air. He adjusts well when it's thrown in the air. So there's a lot of things to really like about him. He's just, has got really sure hands as well. So he's kind of a sleeper to watch a guy that could really, really climb up charts this year. Um, but like I said, he wasn't even in my top like 30 going into guys, you know, that are eligible for this year. But if, that, if they're going to throw that much, you know, some of these guys are going to benefit. And, you know, he's got a, a chance to really climb up the charts. And, and he's got a lot of things that, you know, teams would like. You know, he's a, just a big, sure-handed receiver. So, have you got anything on Osiris?
0: Yeah, I definitely uh, wasn't on my radar coming into the season. But, you know what, if KJ is going to throw for 600 yards a game, somebody's got to catch him, you know. And that was the thing. Randy Moss was that – sort of guy who you know chad pennington i was never a chad pennington fan i felt like i could throw jump balls to Rainey moss and be an nfl quarterback but uh you know if kj looking like it's going to be his guy then you, know, you got to do it you saw what uh you know jamar chase did for joe burrow last year uh, you know won the awards. so we'll see right got definitely got to keep an eye on
1: all right, just real quick. There's a couple of really good games coming up in Week Five. I didn't put this on the show sheet, so I'm gonna kind of blindside you a little bit. But uh, number seven Auburn goes to number four Georgia. I'm really excited to watch that game. Just want to see. I mean, Georgia had a pretty easy test for the first game, so let's see what they do when they've got Auburn, who's you know got a lot of weapons. There's a lot of star power on the field for this one. You know, the Seth Williams, Bo Nicks on Auburn's side. You know, the running backs. And we just talked about Samir white for Georgia, George Pickens, who's I think one of the best receivers in the game. So it could be a really, really fun matchup. Anybody you want to see it play in that game other than the ones I mentioned or.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just want the, I just want the studs to be studdish. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> what we're, we're looking for. And uh, you know, if, if a new guy pops up, but you know, just, I'm just happy that we have football to be honest yeah. with you. Um, you know, so it's great. And if we could have those, uh, you know that SEC game. You know, definitely, all those guys.
1: Yeah, this will be a big ugly SEC thump fest. I think. I don't. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised to see it be like nineteen seventeen or something. Just, you know, just whacking on each other. It's just they both have really stout, nasty defenses. So, and another one: Texas A&M travels to Alabama. I think you know Alabama should roll easy, but you know the Aggies have Isaiah Isaiah Spiller. Hopefully, they bring. Demond Demas out onto the field. He didn't see the field last week, but they're going to need him if they're going to have any chance to score with Alabama. And Alabama, I mean, sh- everybody knows the names: Najee, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. You know, their water boy. He'll be in the NFL next year. It's you know they, they've got everybody. Yeah, so that's just- yeah. They're, they're,
0: they're second and third stringer, four or five stars, but uh, you know, I, Kelly Mond. You know, I, I'm really. I bought him in a couple of places uh, this year. I'm really hoping, you know, that he, that he pans out. He, he definitely has that scramble ability, you know, for playing NCAA football, definitely a scrambler. If you're creating him, he's just, his accuracy isn't always there, you know? Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things where one game he will look like the Heisman trophy winner. And then the next game he'd be like, dude, do you, have you ever played quarterback before? So <laughs> it's tough.
1: Yeah, he has some giant games, and then he just has some, ugh, ugh, ugh. like, why yeah. is this guy even a starter? And then the last game I wanted to watch was, we just briefly touched on North Carolina at Boston College. It's, um, you know, the Sam Howell, Dammy Brown, Daz Newsome, Josh Downs. They have some great receivers in North Carolina. But I'm curious to watch what Boston College does with Djurgovic. And your boy, you just. Hunter Long. So yeah, it should be just just a, a more of a fun game. There's some some games, you know. There's a lot of games this weekend, so it's nice to see all, you know a sort of full slate. But those are just three that I kind of pointed out.
0: Yeah, and you know it's always nice to be able to uh, you know play spoiler a little bit. Uh, you know, it's an ACC game, which is huge for Boston College. You know, North Carolina's ranked, yeah. but like you said, you know, Sam Howell, uh, you know, he's my quarterback two uh, for twenty two. You know, Diamond Brown, it's just amazing. Uh, so. You know, the Boston college right now is that team that nobody knows any of their names, but they just play tough. You know, it's, it's that, you know, bring your lunch pail to, to work every week and, uh, and we'll see. They'll probably, uh, you know, keep it close till halftime, keep me invested in the game, get me all angry, and then don't blow it in the fourth. So
1: <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, let's see what we got here. All right. For the NFL, there wasn't a whole lot of huge rookie production this weekend, uh, except for Justin Jefferson. Holy crap. Did he break out? Like, I mean, as much as we were trashing the Vikings last weekend and Kirk cousins and you know, everybody wanted his head. And then Justin Jefferson finally showed what he could do with seven receptions for 175 freaking yards and one touchdown. That's crazy to have the most yardage and, and of the week, you know, and just seemingly come out of nowhere. And that's just what he's capable of in that offense. So I, I mean, whew. it's yeah. When, when they got him, I'm like, that's just a perfect get for that offense. So, I mean, if, as long as Cousins can be sort of an NFL quarterback. So have you got anything on JJ?
0: Yeah. You know, when, uh, you know, when they drafted him and then digs left, I was like, wow, this could not have worked out any better for Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, with feeling, you know, is injury prone, uh, older, still, still producing though. Um, but I mean, yeah, this guy's definitely their future. Um, we'll see what he does. Uh, you know, the rest of the year. Uh, initially, you know, we had high hopes for him. I know a lot of people had him as rookie wide receiver one this year, uh, you know, coming out, um, you know, I, uh, am sticking to my Brian Edwards, uh, rookie wide receiver one hot take. Uh, we'll see, you know, he's walking around on a boot this week, but, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, yeah, he could definitely blow up. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if Dalvin can get that running game going and open up that passing game, you know, cousins is capable, you know, just not in clutch situation, but, uh, and we'll see. Good friend, I, like
1: I like that Edwards tra- take two. I was on the Pittman train that that derailed quickly. Is um, he's, he's going to miss half the season? But you know. yeah. Um, the most notable quarterbacks. I mean, Herbert played well, but Burrow had another huge game, thirty-one to forty-four, three, twelve, two touchdowns. But he was sacked eight times. And I tell you what, his lifespan is not going to be long if they don't yeah. keep him upright. I mean, I, I feel really bad for the kid. I knew it was going to be rough, but. And he still just looks unflappable. Like I I think he's got the poise and everything you want in a quarterback. Good lord, give the protect the kid. So it was really hard to watch Uh, a tie is hard to watch to begin with, and then let alone that many sacks. So
0: yeah, I mean, I'm obviously you know you you like to pull for the Bengals. You know those teams who have just been constantly garbage for years. But uh, yeah, I mean that offensive line is absolutely going to get him murdered. Uh, before they can do anything in that division, so and you know Pittsburgh uh, has got a, a very stout defensive line. Uh, you know oh, TJ yeah, Watt I would will be in his face this. soon, playing him two times a year. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully they can make some adjustments. You know Joe Mixon is not having the the greatest year so far, um, and you know Gio Bernard oh, and that whatever that mustache thing is that hey. Gio's got going this year, uh, love but. It. Uh, yeah, I mean the the pass pro has got to be a lot better than than what it is, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, that scares me. Man. Pittsburgh's got twenty nine quarterback hits through three games, and I, I'm like, oh man, I did not want to play those guys this year. Yeah, they just run injury
0: that game. game.
1: Right. So, and the biggest the running the best running back performance was probably Jonathan Taylor with thirteen fifty nine and a touchdown. Although Ceh is having a decent game as. I check in on the the Chiefs in Baltimore. I can't believe Lamar Jackson is 35 yards passing in the third quarter. That is insane. And the Chiefs are up 27 to 10. CEH right now is 36 yards rushing and 46 receiving. So he's having an all right game. You'd think they'd rely on him a little more with the big lead. So I think he'll have a pretty decent game. So not much to say for the running backs this week. Kind of a quieter week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Marlon kind of Mack. Learned.
0: Marlon Mack definitely, you know, helped his yeah. his focus. And then, you know, when Marlon Mack went down, I know everybody was on the Naheem Hines train and then he laid an egg. Uh, so I think we're all in on Jonathan Taylor now.
1: I actually saw, I can't, I can't, I couldn't figure it. I couldn't find out where I saw it or anything. There was a stat, you know, that was like a um, broken tackles per yards or something like that gain. And like Antonio Gibson was up really high on it. And Jonathan Taylor was one of the worst, like in the NFL, like he's, he's just not showing what we saw in college yet. You know, Mm -hmm. like he wasn't getting out of past that first level of defenders very often. And I haven't really watched a lot of NFL because usually when I, because of what I have to do for DLF and stuff, usually my Sundays is breaking down Saturdays, you know, and, and making, you know, tape cutups and things like that. So usually I'm kind of have an eye on the NFL. So I'd like to really dive in and see exactly what's going on with Taylor um, but supposedly it doesn't look as good as he, we kind of hoped he would. And my fantasy teams are feeling it too, where I have him, because I have him in a lot of places.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was,
1: kind of, I was kind of hoping this was a game against the jets where I was thinking, this is it, you know, 150 yards, two touchdowns and 13, 59 and one against the jets. Ugh. yeah. You know, and, and a game where they were leading and they should have been, you know, just feeding them the ball. So it's kind of surprised. And then kind of my big topic of the week, just, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, that the quarterbacks, I mean, most of us, I mean, I'm sure if you're 10 leagues, how many are super flex, probably all of them are
0: uh, pretty much, I think eight, I think
1: I yeah, say so that's pretty much the age we're going into is, you know, the reliance on the quarterbacks. And it's so much fun to see this, these next quarterbacks, you know, take these next steps. Cause I was worried, you know, as we looked, you know, a couple years ago, you were seeing the downfall of, of Brady and breeze and, or the decline, you know, of these guys, the Roethlisberger leaving the league. And, you know, we were wondering who's going to be the next to step up. So it's really fun to see this next golden era like coming up. Like, you know, we've already got Mahomes and Jackson and, you know, Russell Wilson. Holy hell, is he amazing! So much fun to watch. And Dak Prescott, you know, a little bit older guys of this, of the, you know, the golden age that I'm talking about, you know, but I'm excited for this, for the, the quarterbacks in this league going forward, you know, like, and then we've got Justin Fields and, Trevor Lawrence coming up and then Sam Howell and you know it's just you Spencer Rattler you know we've got all these guys that you know there's teams that you know we thought we had a really good class a couple years ago with Darnold and you know and now it looks like Josh Allen might be the second best one out of that you know Josh Allen is doing some crazy things he, he's you know insane to watch and and crazy dangerous with the ball at times but man is he a lot of fun to watch so a lot better than I thought he was going to be. That's for sure. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on, you know, some of these new quarterbacks, you know, what, what are you, what is your thinking? Your, you know, what is your, I guess. And then also like, what is your strategy? You know, these guys, you like to, how, what do you, how do you attack them in, in your leagues, I guess.
0: Yeah. So I think with the the quarterbacks these days, I think they scramble just as well as they pass. Um, you know, which is a big change. You know, if you're looking back 15, 20 years, you could probably only name two or three of those guys, you know, like the Randall Cunningham, you know, type guys who are really amazing scramblers and throwers. Uh, and then you've got like some pure runners, you know, like, you know, I know Michael Vick could, could toss the ball, but I mean, he, he's, he's, you know, running first and, and passing second, you know, Jalen Hurts is kind of that same way a little bit. You know, these guys can all scramble, you know, you, you mentioned it, Dak. Joe Burrow, you know, all these guys, these new guys can all run, you know, even Mahomes can run, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson is the RB one on his team. Um, So I I think you're definitely going to start getting into that. And then, you know, you look at some of the guys coming out, um, you know, they're all scrambled. Uh, they're all scrambler guys and they can throw really good on the run and that opens up so much. You don't need a blocking tight end anymore. You might not need the greatest offensive line because you know, you can circumvent that with a a scrambling quarterback. You know, when I'm approaching a Debbie league um, or a dynasty league or, or what have you uh, for Superflex, you know, quarterbacks are always number one for me. Um, I'm always taking them at least first. Um, But excuse me, I think, when you're going, you have to look at – you're getting the rushing yards as well. Um, you know, Josh, nice. Josh Allen is is great for that, but he's not accurate. You know, obviously he's, he's doing that this year, you know, over a 60% completion percentage, but, you know, he, he's not super accurate. And then I prefer to have the guys who are a little bit more sit in the pocket uh, just for a tiny bit longer just because I feel like their lifespan might be a little bit better uh, or longer in the NFL – You know, the Lamar Jackson, if he starts taking all these hits, he's not going to be around for a long time. And if you're going to, you know, in a a super flex league, if you're going to be down your star quarterback, you're screwed. You know, so I I think I'd rather have some – a quarterback with a little bit of meat on his bones. But I think, honestly, you're not going to see Josh Rosen coming out anymore. You know, this pocket – true pocket passer. I just don't think he will anymore because the college game has changed from that too. You know, nobody's taken – snaps from under the center in college I guess so. that's
1: something that I never really even thought about like one of the things that I love about Howell is he is a per- pocket guy who's got great accuracy and great but yeah is that going to hinder what he can do because it definitely mm-hmm. allows defenses to take that element out of the game you know and I'm looking at the starting quarterbacks in the NFL you know and they're guys that you know even Deshaun Watson has pretty good scrambling skills you know he has to because he's running for his life all the time and you know, and your Baker Mayfields, your Kyler Murray. I mean, you're definitely seeing a trend of guys that can run, even if they don't run all the time like Lamar, but they definitely mm-hmm. have that. It makes the defenses have to account for that. So it is like a, a new era of a different type of quarterback, And but it's exciting too. You know, the, these guys like Mahomes that can move and can also throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, you know, and yeah, it, it's crazy. So I don't know, it's just something I, I kind of had noticed when I was kind of going through – you know, thinking about how, you know, a a couple years ago, I was like, oh, I'm not looking forward to the quarterbacks in these leagues, you know, upcoming in the NFL. And now I'm like, wow, we're we're blessed. We've got another 10 years of just some really great quarterbacks, you know, and it's, it's exciting. So kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't see how, you know, and I guess that might also lead to even more, (laughs) more leagues being super I would hope. So I remember I was tooth and nail against it when I first heard about it. Now I, I can't even play in a league that is super flex anymore. It's just weird, you know, to not value quarterbacks at all.
0: Yeah. On Twitter, you never hear about the no quarterback strategy.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Although, you know, you always have those guys, you know, like John Bosch is a big proponent of it, of, you know, you know, never drafting your ones early and just getting like three or four crap ones later. But even that's hard to do, man. It's, I like to take one really good guy early and then maybe take my second, third, fourth ones, you know, later, you know, I like, I think that's the strategy I took in Scott fishbowl. I got my Lamar Jackson in in the first round and then, you know, waited and got like, you know, cousins and foals and golf, like later, like much, much later. And, you know, and focused on the running back. So where it used to be, and that even seems to be a more common thing. I remember last year, that you would get into a super flex draft, and like the quarterbacks were, fifteen of the top twenty four picks were quarterbacks sometimes, and and now it seems like we have kind of gone away from that a little, which is nice because that that always sucked when you ended up being when you picked first, then you had to wait for that second two three turn, yeah, and you'd get back to you and, you, and you know you took McCaffrey at one, and then you're taking like Carson Wentz and Goff yeah. <laughs> the next <Darla>. <laughs> Exactly, you're like, man, this sucks. So. So it's nice to see that there's the the drafting and the auctioning strategy has changed a little bit toward that too to kind of balance out a little bit because it seemed like it was crazy a year or two ago. So yeah, I don't know. All right, so we'll call that a wrap, man. We got a, about an hour, so that's good. Um, so you take you tell everybody what you're working on, where you're working at, like what you got up down the pipes.
0: Yeah, so uh, currently with the FantasyAuthority.com, um, we are, are focusing on dynasty redraft and DFS. Uh, I do a a couple weekly articles uh, where we do uh, uh, flex options for your teams uh, for redraft. Uh, I also do a dynasty buy and sell article and make all those videos as well. And we have the typical, you know, sit, start uh, waiver shows uh, and everything. We got a great crew. If you haven't checked out our YouTube site, uh, the fantasy authority and check it out, give us a subscribe. And uh, I appreciate you uh, having me on this week. Uh, You know, I'm, still relatively new to the the fantasy community here. Um, you know, uh, I'm not in it for followers. Uh, you know, I'm in it just to, to help the guys that, that are in my home leagues and, and everybody else, you know, it's just so great to be in this community because we all love football so much, whether it be college or NFL, uh, and just talking football all the time, uh, with all these guys and all of our chats and group me's and everything. It's just a blast. So, um, you know, uh, I remember when, you know, I got my start. Tyler gave me a start at at Dynasty Happy Hour doing some articles. I I did a Heroes and Zeros start uh, weekly, had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Obviously, that's where I met you at. So, uh, you know, uh, it's just expanding the community, you know, and it's great to see us all come together, you know, especially like last week. So um, I appreciate it.
1: It gives us something to do so we don't annoy the living shit out of our wives. Um, Yeah, exactly. i still try sometimes i'll be like hey honey look at this and she'll be like <sighs> so anyway yeah the tfa is doing some good stuff like i, I respect a lot of the people over there you uh cody cutzer robbie jeffries you guys and kevin putting all together i worked there for just a brief time but it was more they had me in more of a redraft setting and i just yeah i don't know i play a very little redraft anymore and just didn't really get into it so i, I kind of took went a different brought, brought, route but they are doing some good stuff and there's some really good people working over there. So you can find my stuff at DLF. If you're interested on Twitter, FF people's champ, uh, find this podcast at Debbie manual on Twitter. So don't ever hesitate to drop us some questions. Annoy me. And, you know, I, I love being annoyed with questions. You know, what do you think about this, this trade, you know, whatever, what do you think about this roster? What do you need? Just, just drop me a line, man. I'm on, on the phone, on social media, way too much. So, all right, and that is, we'll call that a wrap for this week, and we will look forward to talking to you next, guys. We've got, next week, we got another good guest lined up. Yeah, they said like a minute, so. Wait,
0: there's more. Don't forget about the uh, Mountain West, the Mexican flex, sunbound is next, Ivy League fresh, literally dope, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players to test. I'm serious, they will talk about the most obscure players on this planet, potentially another planet. Like, Dude's got a 4340 from Mars, like, I don't know, I, it's too much, I'm done, I'm gone this time, like.